Rebecca. It's the 20th of September 2022. This time now is the time for us to train our minds so that wisdom arises within them. So when we sit in meditation, inherent in that activity is sila, is virtue. And we recollect as having mindfulness, like being aware of the breath, being mindful of this in-breath and out-breath, having a sati placed there. We can also contemplate the object of emptiness and have nibbana as the objects of our mind. And this nibbana, freedom, empty from greed, hatred and delusion. So we can recollect Nibbāna like this to bring the mind to peace. So it can enter into Upajara Samādhi, this neighbourhood collectedness, having a sense of lightness of both body and mind. And so this too is a way of gaining Samādhi. The mind can be empty from the defilements temporarily in this state. So when we have our mindfulness there recollecting, and when our samadhi is well established and firm, then we can contemplate and see how all things in reality are empty, and here wisdom can arise. So when there's no me and there's no mine, then the mind is at ease. If, however, we're still practicing, we're still engaging in this training, then we have a me and a mine. There's me, there's my family. And when we need to be separated from this world and from the people that we love, from one's wife and one's children, then what should we do? And there's someone from overseas who asked this question. How do we accept this? How do we come to terms with this? When we know that the time that we have left in this life is very little. So we should train our minds to have mindfulness. We can recollect the Buddha, recollect the Savakas, the awakened disciples of the Buddha and how the Buddha needed to pass away and go into total Nibbāna. And the Sāvakas too needed to pass away and go into total Nibbāna. Sorry, they needed to pass away. And But the Sāvakas who had gained the first level of awakening and seen the Dhamma already and then they would go to heaven. Or for those beings who had a lot of barami, and it's possible for them to attain to uh, dhamma, attain to arahantship, when they're close to passing. But this depends upon what we've accumulated in the past. But we should have a lot of mindfulness being mindful of um, goodness and recollecting a good object, 
something that's meritorious and skillful. And if we keep our minds with a good and skillful object, then at the point of passing away, if our minds are with that object, then we'll be born in a good destination, a good life. But if at that point there's concern and worry to do with things in this world, if we're attached there, if we're stuck there, clinging there, um, then the mind will go there. So if we're concerned about wealth, then the mind will be clinging to that place. Or if we're concerned about a certain place, then that's where the mind will be stuck too. And this is very dangerous. So like a monk who was attached to his robes, and then when he passed away, that's where he was born as a mite. So when we're close to death, we need to train our minds to not be concerned, to not be worried about anything. That the people are born into this world depending upon their kama. We use our time together to make merit, and then we need to be separated. And that's just how nature is. And the Lord of Death, when he comes to get all beings, or people as he does, and he pulls them away. And just like water, and just like a, a river that drags beings to the ocean. And so if there's a very strong flood, then this drags everything down to the sea. So the king of death, he drags all beings away. So we think about this not um, in a way that's going to make us depressed, however. But what we do is we recollect and make sure that we use this time to build up goodness. We gain this life for the sake of building up goodness, but then we need to meet with separation as well. If the mind is in a skillful state, then we may be born in a better place, however. But we need to be very cautious around our minds. This is very important, to not allow them to be shaken. Because whatever happens, our bodies need to break apart, don't they? So there was a savaka of the Buddha during the Buddha's time, a savika, an awakened arahant disciple, and her small child before she ordained uh, passed away. And her name was Kisa Gotami. And so she was really struck by grief at the death of her child, because she loved her child so much. And she went to see the Buddha, and the Buddha found a skillful means to teach her, saying that she should go and get a mustard seed from each house that within the last hundred years no one had died there. So she went to try to find a house where no one had died in the last hundred years, 
and she couldn't find one. Wherever she went, someone had died. So she regained her mindfulness, and she eventually ordained in the Buddha Sasana as a bhikkhuni. And while she was a bhikkhuni, she saw the nature of arising, persisting, and ceasing in a candle flame. And then the Buddha taught her. He spread his aura out and taught her about anicca, dukkha, anatta, as change and stress and not-self. And through that, this Kisa Gotami Bhikkhuni um, attained arahantship. So from the story we can learn how it's possible to take um, something which can seem negative and flip that over for an opportunity for wisdom to arise, an opportunity for one to attain to arahantship. So if we are afraid of separation, we need to work with our minds and get them to accept this, and also to make our minds good. Because in reality, there isn't separation. We don't become separated from one another. It's just the four elements that go their own way. That the people, their bodies that have these four elements, they break apart. And then the knowing element of this mind, it goes according to causes and conditions. And if we've made the kama, then we, when we get born, we may meet again. So we should set our hearts on making these minds good, on building up goodness, recollecting the Buddha, reciting Buddha a lot, in order for the mind to become bright, to try to make it joyful and uplifted, and to not be heedless, so that we gain wisdom. So practitioners, we need to prepare ourselves for this first, because life is not sure, but death is sure. Death is the culmination of our lives, our lives must end in death. Life is not sure, death is sure. So we recollect like this, this recollection of death, keeping our minds on one meditation object. And we should have the conviction that this works, that this object is a method that will bring the mind to peace. It's a means, it's a path for us to see the Dhamma. And all of these meditation objects are as such. So when we have set our hearts like this, when we're firm and intent, having our mindfulness in this way, bringing up effort, then we'll have wisdom as well. We should follow up and know our minds. If they're liking something, that's not sure. If they're disliking, that's not sure. There's proliferation that comes up. Sometimes we enjoy things, sometimes there's displeasure. But we have that mindfulness there to teach ourselves. It's not sure, it's not sure. And when we see this nature of not sure, then we'll see the Dhamma. So we should have mindfulness there to teach our hearts so they don't become deluded. If they don't listen, however, then we need to use our wisdom to explain further. But if we just tell our hearts that this is not sure, 
and our minds are able to accept that, then that's all right, that's enough. And during my fourth year as a monk, this is what Venerable Ajahn Chah taught. And I put this into practice, and I saw that it really does bring results. So we have our mindfulness following up on our minds, caring for these minds, seeing our thoughts are just thoughts, the mind is just the mind, its objects are just objects. That if there's lust, uh, hatred, delusion, we know. If there's no lust, hatred or delusion, then we know that. Able to see all these things as being not sure. If we like something, then we can become deluded in that. Or sorry, if we like something, say like a delicious taste, Um, But if we have that kind of food over and over again, then eventually we become fed up with it. And we see how that's not sure. If there are people we love, that's not sure. If there are people we hate, that's not sure. So we teach our minds like this in order to give rise to wisdom. And then when wisdom arises, we see that we don't go anywhere. There isn't separation, there's no meeting, there's no separation, because everything is empty. So this fear that we're not going to meet again, this wondering when I die, where will I go next? But we can change that fear into wisdom. So we should contemplate, well where am I? This body that dies, that's not me. These bodies of all beings, they need to break apart like this. So we contemplate like this to give rise to wisdom. And when we do that, then we can enter into um, a realm, a state of being that is meritorious, that is skillful. Uh, So may you set your hearts on this.